I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Raw Impressions, Monday's music mini episode. Hi, honey. Hi. Happy day. Happy day. You know, I'm struggling a little bit today. Not so happy day. Yeah, I took one of your um, sleep aids last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. You make and it sound like I'm some, you know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's an over-the-counter sleep aid. It's a, it's, um. It's Unisom, everybody. Unisom. <laughs> Unisom has, a, it uses a antihistamine, mm-hmm. as does Tylenol PM, but they're two different antihistamines, which I, I cannot, uh, quote you the exact titles of each, but they're different. And the in- antihistamine that is in uh, yours, can you Unisom. see? Unisom. Unisom, say it again. Unisom. That one doesn't agree with me, because mm-hmm. I think it's the, th- the same one they use in NyQuil. Hmm. And uh, that makes me feel depressed and murder- murderous. I also like NyQuil. You do? Yeah, I, uh, I use Unisom from time to time. And it helps me. Helps me get past that 2 a.m. wake up where I just, my body just wakes up and goes, I think it's time for you to run over everything, everything in your life right now. And Unisom turns that little switch off and says, Actually, not right now. Adele needs more rest. Yeah, my, my uh, aid of choice is Alprazolam, but my doctor has decided that I shouldn't have it. Mm. I have an appointment this month. Yeah, Lou's got a GP appointment coming up, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, in case I, you're wondering. <laughs> and I can talk to him about my Alprazolam usage. Mm-hmm. And convince him you need more. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Mm. I hear it causes dementia. Damn. I'm not into that. Yeah, stop that then. Well, okay. Well, I wasn't. I, it was okay. a very low dosage alprazolam, mm-hmm. and I was actually microdosing it. <laughs> it's amazing what you can microdose these days. It's pretty much everything. <sighs> Let's. Can we just get to the real story here? It's Mini Music Monday. It's time to talk about music. Yeah, we're back in Massachusetts. We're back and ready to roll with podcast so we're back yeah this is our re-entry yeah we're kind of shaking off the dust bunnies we're like oh yeah what is this it's been about three weeks correct yeah i feel like i lived there i I thought i moved i got confused i was like wait a minute i have another house i don't i don't live in la anymore this is confusing well you did live in la for a long time as did did i so it's kind of hard to slip it's kind of hard to snap back out of it. Yeah, you've been into it for such a long. You were into it for such a long time. It, it was a it was a significant amount of time. So yes, but we live in Massachusetts. We are in our home. <clears throat> we only have one home, and we're in it right now. Um, 
One car, it's a minivan, <laughs> and one home. <laughs> In Greenfield, MA, everybody. So it's Mini Music Monday. We're back. God, I know you missed us last week. So sorry. So sorry. I missed us. Mm, well, we were apart for most of our trip out there. I know. That sucked. Didn't like that part. Well, this week, I would like to talk about a, an old song of mine. Yes, we're going to circle back here and get, get to the point of this I wanna episode. I want to go way back. I want to go to 19, I think 86. I'm not very good at remembering dates that things occur in my life. So 1986, you would have been 20. 20 years old. You were born in 1966. So yeah, 20 years old, uh, a member of Dinosaur Jr., Dinosaur at that point. Oh, okay. We had yet to been for we had not yet been forced to change our name. We were dinosaur. All right. So we were a three-piece electric rock band based in Amherst, Massachusetts. Although I, at that point, still lived in my parents' house in Westfield, Massachusetts, and I would drive the seventeen to twenty miles, maybe twenty miles, to Jay's house to practice in his parents' basement, although he was living at UMass at that point. Um, but his practice space was in his, in his parents' basement. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's where Deep Wound practiced as well. Who's Deep Wound? Deep Wound was our original band that Jay and I had together. It was a hardcore band. Super fast hardcore band. I got to play a Deep Wound song at some point. Definitely. We should just do a Deep Wound Mini Music Monday sometime. We should. But right now we're doing we're, we're, what we're really talking about. This is talking, not that Monday. What we're talking about is a song that appeared on the very first cassette that I released. Yeah, and this isn't, this isn't a dinosaur song. No, this is, a, this is a Lou Barlow song, although I titled it Centrado. Oh. Sort of a pre-Sebado band called Centrado. It wasn't a band. Well, actually it was a band because Derek Gaffney played drums on... Some of my recordings. So confusing. It is. I, good God. All right. I thought confusing was good. Who are these good. people? I don't know. I, I thought confusing was was that. I aspired to be confusing <laughs> back then. What is Centrado and what's Sebado? I don't understand. Okay. It's a band or it's not. And Centrado was me with Eric Gaffney playing occasional percussion. And I released a cassette called Weed Forestin. Okay. Which was Weed Foresting. It was about... You know, uh, if you can say it like, if you're foresting weeds as opposed to trees, because I considered my songs to be weeds because they weren't quite fully matured. You know what I mean? Oh, they were, they okay, were sort so of that's song what the song title, yeah. or that's what the, not yeah, the song like title, this, the album title? Right. They, I considered what I was writing not to be full songs, but fragments. Weeds as compared to mighty oaks. Right. Completed Yes, because I was working with Dinosaur Jr. at that point, and Jay was presenting Mighty Oaks, Mm. Mighty Trees, these incredible songs like Repulsion, Right, mm, Forgot the Swan. These were he was writing these songs, and I was sort of I love those old songs. They're great, Mm -hmm. fantastic, incredibly inspirational for me. But Mm -hmm. I was on my own at home in my parents' house, working in a nursing home, um, night shift. During the day, I would be uh, recording away on my four track, and I wrote a song called "Whitey Peach." That I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the story about Whitey Peach. We're gonna talk about Whitey Peach today. One of my most requested songs to this day. People request it. Men, 
women, yeah, children, they request this song when I play live. So I think you need to tell the story first. I do. So right. I'm a young man, 20 years old, I guess. These, these, these are all guesstimations. We're going with 20. We're going with 20. You know, I'm just going to stick with it. These are all facts. <laughs> so I would, so we would pra- I would go to Amherst and practice with, with the men, with Murph and Jay. Mm-hmm. And we would be learning Jay's incredible new songs. And after we were done practicing, we would then head out and look for parties. Say if it was a Friday or a Saturday. Young dudes. Yeah, we would. We'd pile into uh, either Jay's family station wagon or my own or Murph's uh, Subaru Brat, which was a really cool little God, that makes vehicle. me smile. I oh, love man. that. It's I love thinking t- of Murph tooling around in a car called a Subaru Brat. Oh, yeah. And and there was a back seat. The You could sit in the back. There was just this plastic seat in the back, open air <laughs> in the back. And I would actually bring my ukulele and play my ukulele and... Well, Murph like tooled around. Oh my God! The Amherst Shootsbury. I love this area. visual. I yes. wish there was a video of that. I was. I would write songs on my ukulele, but in his brat in the back, um, <laughs> uh, and then. But we would go to parties. Yeah. And we would. Um, you'd, you'd find the house party. You know, a lot of colleges in the Amherst area, and so you find a good party, and we would go into the party, and we would pretty much always go to the kitchen where we would stand in a circle or semicircle and continue what we were talking about at the last party we were at, generally like <laughs> amplifiers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I would always, I would never really look up. I never engaged in these parties. You know, I never like walked around. You weren't wild. You weren't like, look at me type. Yeah, I wasn't like, hey, uh, uh, let's talk to, to girls at the party. That was not in my... You weren't Not chugging the zone. beers and yep. grabbing the karaoke mic. No, you were looking down at your shoes. I was looking down at my shoes in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And if we, if I was lucky enough, I bet you were so. Cute. If we were lucky, there'd be a cat in the house because oh. then you could. We, we would all focus on the cat. I have a very vivid memory of us, <laughs> a somewhat vivid. None of my memories are really vivid, but. I remember like a cat would come into the kitchen and then we would all descend upon the cat and just start petting the cat together. Everybody, mm. if you can imagine three <laughs> young men all just petting a cat because it gave us something to focus on. Yeah. And th- th- those days are hard, right? Okay. Trying to meet people oh, and so. socialize if you're not just naturally that social. It can be challenging. It was. A cat is a wonderful kind of icebreaker. It was. Yeah. But we were only... we. I mean, again, I just never spoke to anyone outside of my little circle of, of dudes that I, I I rode around with. Anyway, so uh, I looked up and I made eye contact with a girl. Mm-hmm. And it lasted, I mean, it had to be like... In the kitchen? Well, she was in the, like the living room area. So you looked up from looked the up kitchen from into the, the kitchen, living room and your room. eyes met. Our eyes met. Okay. And we had solid eye contact for maybe two seconds. Ugh. And two seconds is long. Yeah. One, two. Mm-hmm. Boy, I can even, my heart is even kind of racing thinking about it. Mm. Um, and then I looked, you know, immediately back down. Aww. The night continued. I drove myself home to my parents' house. Um, you know, got up the next day, my... You know, uh, and uh, I wrote a song about it. Wow. Just this two-second connection that was so overwhelming to me. But I went home and I wrote a song about it. 
And you wrote Whitey Peach. I wrote Whitey Peach. Okay. And so do you sing the song now and then we talk about it or do we talk about it and then you sing it? Because there's a thing we want to discuss, right? We do. Yeah. There's a. <clears throat> there's, Maybe I should play it first. Let's play it first. Wait, are you, so are you going to play... Which version are you going to play? I'm going to play the clean version. All right, let's do it. Which is still kind of dirty. (laughs) Hey, girl, do you see the thing? I see A lion linking to A lion looking your eyes at me Dumpy young thing Just reaching for something to read Baby, sweet whitey peach I adore There's a man finger fist Shaft to tip, mind to rub until you scream. Horny young ape, walking myth, not as dull as I seem. No, I'm not the one, but no. You're tripping my way Bland and quite usual Swear it's a beautiful day for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today Whitey Peach. So, <clears throat> well, uh, how about I let 
you share with me um, something I just learned from you? Yeah. Um, at the end of the first verse, it says, Baby, you're beautiful. Baby, a sweet whitey peach. And in the original version, I said, Baby, you're beautiful. Baby, a sweet whitey peach. Whore. Right. And I changed that when I, um, I learned the song of Sebeda. We used to play these pretty awesome, I mean, it felt awesome to me, uh, electric versions of the song. And I changed that to Baby, You're Beautiful, Baby, A Sweet, Whitey Peach, I Adore. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the fact that on the original version, on this little cassette that I did, Weed Foreston, it says W-H... O-R-E. And as I've been, you know, I've been playing the song quite a bit lately because, like I said, people request it. So I've been playing my solo shows and I play it. And I thought, do I sing the original version? And like I said, I get requests from women about it. And I've actually been doing like a trigger warning before I sing it because then I'll sing like the original version. And I've never, I mean, I'm just... But, um, yeah, and I had, I told you about it just recently. Like it actually says that word. Yeah, I didn't, I, uh, I'll be honest. I, I, I've, I've never, um, heard that al that album, the weed forest. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard you sing some songs off of it live, but I've never like sat down. I've never opened it up, played it. Uh, so I've never read, read, the, lyrics. The, lyrics. I've never read <laughs> the lyrics. I didn't know. Mm, yeah. Um, I really, I think I'd only heard you play that song actually maybe a handful of maybe times. a handful of times actually mm-hmm. not not that often um and you did play it recently in Amherst mm-hmm. and you told a lovely retelling of that story and then you played the song and I was standing there in the audience and I was thinking oh this is such a cool song this is such a interesting sort of like that um you're kind of talking about like that sexual tension you can have with someone in this like brief little moment in your youth and or even in adulthood but I didn't know what the trigger warning was for I didn't hear that word mm-hmm. and so I was sort of scratching my head but I thought hmm, I don't know maybe he's just there's something I'm missing right and then I think it was yesterday or the day before we were up at night talking and I think we were talking. Okay. So we were planning out mini music Monday and we were saying, yeah, you should play Whitey Peach. And then I don't know how it came up, but you then revealed that that word was whore. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I was really taken aback. And Shocked and dismayed? I was. Well, I mean, it was... It. I don't really know if I'm being articulate. It just, it really surprised me because it felt very, very unlike you. And I feel like I, I do know you fairly well. And, um, but I didn't know you then, you know, and... I will say this, I think no matter how much I try to repackage it, I can't I can't get over the fact that like I don't think that word is good in there and I I don't like it. And so it was interesting to hear you say that you yourself had 
kind of adjusted it mm-hmm. to I adore. And um, yeah, I think it's so of that time as well. Like, yeah, I like to blame <clears throat> it on that time because a lot of, but I don't, I don't think it's. Well, but I, I mean, but feels, I think it's more to just give it context because, I mean, and I think it is important to say, to share that, yeah, it's like, Jesus, I did write that. And that, oof, like some things do not stand up well in history, right? I don't think that stands up. I don't either. But I do I do think, uh, I'm, I tried to figure out why, I've been thinking about it, like why did I throw that word in there? Mm-hmm. But though, the song is kind of, it does have an aggressive undertone to it. Mm-hmm. Especially the second verse too, you know, there's a man finger fist shafted tip. So I'm imagining that there's these I'm I'm saying I'm not good enough for this girl. She wouldn't like me anyway. There's so many more cooler and more confident people out there for her. You know, I'm I'm not worthy of her, but you know, but there's still an aggressive undercurrent to it. Um, well, right, because then it's aggressive to call her a whore because of your insecurity. Yeah, exactly. It's my insecurity, and it's coming out as like. Uh, I mean, that speaks to volumes to how. I mean, what I mean, is a how, huge issue with men and women to mm-hmm. this day? I mean, it's right. like if a man feels threatened in any way by a woman, it's like kind of the immediate go-to is right something very degrading, demeaning. Yeah, yeah, and it, it yeah it taps in on something very. Uh, Almost, I mean, it's almost traditional the way that mm-hmm. men. I mean, of course, that's changing. And, and and like I was saying, like I never, I didn't. I looking back on it, like I didn't feel that aggressive about it. And certainly, when I did get a girlfriend, and and also when I made female friends, I never felt that way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it is definitely like a. I don't know. It's a remnant of a time. And it's like, and I do, like I said, I, I do like to want, I do have this impulse to blame it on the, on the tone of the times. I mean, because we were listening to a lot of very aggressive music that was about, I mean, there was, uh, you know, Nick Cave had a band called The Birthday Party. Um, and even in The Bad Seeds, there's always an undercurrent of like, I would say sexism to all of that stuff. And actually most music at that time, Big Black, a lot of the really aggressive music that I was listening to. Um, did have a hostility towards women in it. And even like the early grunge stuff, like so much, even like the Toadies big hit, mm-hmm. that was about murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. Nirvana played, uh, um, it, uh, the Unplugged, he played like this old blues song about murdering a woman. Mm. Um, hey Joe, the song, big, it's about murdering a woman. Neil Young, Down by the River. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of like, Aggression towards women is something that it, it, it was like, yeah, it's very common. I have and to say, it's sort of it's making my stomach tense just thinking about this when you're just like listing like song after song after song. It's I mean, like it can go on and on. God, I mean, but you know, imagine being me, Lou. Imagine being a woman and having to like navigate this and having to also like be like I was telling you, like your your song would fall under the category of the um, cool girl thing where women who let's say were in the indie scene in like the 80s and the 90s they would have to go like well I'm a cool girl I can handle those that music oh it's cool that he said 
whore, I get it or whatever, you know, like, but inside, you might feel like garbage, or you might not even know why, you know, it's just, but that is definitely, thankfully, being called out now. And like, I know that Steve Albini has come out and has owned a lot of his shit. And I think that that's good. And it should happen. And I hope to see more of it. And uh, so I will say as your wife and someone who loves you, I was, I was bummed to know that you had wrote horror. I really I shouldn't was. have told you. You would well, have never known. Well, it's there. Never it's known. there. But, you know, but I feel good over the fact that we're talking about it. Cause I know it makes you uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable, but, um, you know, we got to talk about this stuff, right? You know how I should do the second verse. I could just say like, Baby, you're beautiful, baby, sweet, whitey peach. Just don't even go from there. Yeah. Just let that hang. Monday's music mini episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.